Hey everybody, this is Colby Smith. I'm the host of Young Persons Radio, a comedy call-in show every Sunday morning at 10 here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the only show where you, the listener, are guaranteed to be cooler than the host. I once took an Amtrak train by myself to see Elton John open a tour. And who doesn't like feeling cool? So tune in and call in to Young Persons Radio on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Hi, this is Pepe Gilberto, and you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Come a little bit closer. John Lovitz, is it true you're a huge fan of Radio Free Brooklyn? No. Uh, oh. Well, don't you listen to their show, The Next Best Thing? No. Okay. Well, will you check it out this Monday at 10 o'clock p.m.? No. All right, well, screw you, John Lovitz. The next best thing, every Monday night from 10 until midnight on Radio Free Brooklyn. Fun for everyone except for John Lovitz, but don't worry about him. He's an asshole. Ooh, that one hurts. I will slap you in the mouth, John Lovitz. Ooh. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC Perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Oh my God! Hi, wait, is mine? Hey, how's it going? We talk. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me, baby? I cannot hear you. You got to turn off my uh, my earphones. Oh, my snaps. earphones. Oh, my it's bad. It's okay. Hey, as long as you can hear me, that's okay. I can hear you fine. Sorry, we are getting um used to this new system here, so we can know what's going on. Yeah, let's, let's play. Let's you know, let's play the feature track. I don't see that the things aren't moving. Um. Uh, oh, where should we listen? Um, hi everybody! Oh, there I am. Hey, how's it going? Sorry about that. I can hear you now. See, yeah, <laughs> we having some, we having a few, we having some mic issues. Sorry about oh, that. Oh Lord, Ori's probably rolling over her grave, even though like, she already did, girl. I know, right? Sorry about that. Hey everybody, um, welcome to another episode of Queer State of Mind um, on this lovely Saturday. It's uh, I am Micah, and who am I here with? You are here with Sadu today. It's just me and you today. I know it's just us. I know. Yes. I, I know. I'm sure some of y'all are thinking, like, what the hell? How is it that every like for the last couple of weeks there's only been two bitches the entire time? Well, yeah, I've been I've been very busy, like with me since actually February and then yeah. March. March was just crazy. I hadn't been home. I may be home for like one one weekend, and it was just like okay, so I need to take some time off. So of course you got the Duran and uh, Micah, but now I am pretty much back yes. until after Pride. 
Praise God. So, you know, you know. So what's our feature track this week? Well, so um, it popped up on my um, New Music Friday um, playlist. It is Thriving by Mary J. Blige and Nas. Um, I have not heard this track. It just popped up. And I was like, you know what? Let's see how this goes. Apparently, they have a tour coming up, too, which is an interesting mix. So, uh, yeah, we're going to check them out and uh, see what we think. Uh, everyone, you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. And I see it like cash is clay to Ali, the greatest of all time. Financial page, my name in New York Times. Incredible milestones forever. Instead of stone, MJB, the letters. Everybody that try to violate, we beat it for God's sake. Never mind it, I'm reaching my prime the second time. That's great, and record time, stop the hate. And love your life, get your crown up straight. I dodged bullets in jail time and kept driving. Stood tall through it all. Keep thriving. Go get it, go get it, y'all. Joy and peace, hope for sure. Go get it. 
Yes. What did you think of that? Uh, I liked it. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was pretty cute, actually. It was a. Uh, it feel like it's like a good, uh, like uh, bumping, bopping song. You know, it's like a very like uh, just getting into it and just kind of. Yeah, it's kind of cute. I mean, you go, Mary J. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. So um, some things happened this week in politics. Um, let's start off with uh, something that happened really local. So the New York uh, New York State uh, Senate passed a law, well, passed a bill to make it so Trump's tax returns, um, well, that they can, they can legally give that, like, if someone, if the the House and Means Committee or the um, anyone in. Uh, like any of the any of the federal uh, any like any congressional parties like want to get his tax returns or his state tax returns yeah. that they can uh, get them. So it's called the Trust Act. It was the the bill is called the Trust Act. It was voted thirty nine to twenty one. Um, but basically, yeah, it allows for the leaders of the House of Ways and Means Committee, the Senate Financial Committee, or the Joint Committee on Taxation to get Trump's tax returns. So you know, I think this is like you know they're trying to find any kind of way they can. You know, I mean, I think that. Because he just, I don't know why he's refusing, like, to do that, mm-hmm. to release his taxes. I mean, at this point, you know, so you know they're going to get it. So right, just right. Do it. Well, I just think that he has something to hide, obviously. Oh, clearly. He has yeah. a lot of shit to hide. That's mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah. And, like, even in, um, like, this past week, there was, a, like, the New York Times posted this, um, they posted, they released an article about how he's lost a billion dollars in taxes. Mm. Something like that. Like, you know, it's like the most that any individual taxpayer has ever lost in history. Right. And it was like, Jesus, you're a terrible person. Um, so it still needs to be passed by the House, um, by this, the House Assembly in New York, and then get signed off by D- Governor Cuomo. Right. If that happens, which I think will happen because they're both like led by Democrats. Right, right. We could be seeing his tax returns sooner or later. It's like, Molly. I think that would return. be nice. I, I mean, just true. because doesn't everybody release theirs? Yeah, no. So why hasn't he released his? I mean, it's been years. I like yeah. they wanted her emails, but now they don't want his tax returns. Right, seriously, no, it's just BS. You know, it's like you know, it's like they're single fans, so they will, you know they just want to follow what they try to keep in power, even though they don't right, like right. him. I'm just like, just get get rid of him. Just right, of right, him. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think that's crazy though. I mean, so everybody, so anyone can get his tax returns. Pretty much what you're saying. Well, um, the well, only those certain agencies can. Um, the okay. ones request it, but because. You know the state tax returns are pretty much identical to federal. Yes. So like, they, they oh, they can get his state returns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. They're identical, most likely. They more are most likely identical, especially yeah. if you do a lot of work within mm-hmm. that state. Yep, and since this is home state. Oh, that's a good way to get right. around it. Ain't that? Ain't that some tra- like crafty stuff? Never thought about mm-hmm. that. Also, this is delicious. So thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, Sadu made a delicious beverage. Do you want to tell us what it is? What I made was an, uh, a bit a uh, blackberry sangria. Ooh, black. Berry sangria. Yes, you know. It's delicious. Thank you very much. You know, you had to do something special, you know. Like, we haven't... I don't know when the last time we did a show together was like maybe last year. It's been, a, it's been a minute. Yeah, so, you know, we had to do that. And I just want to make sure that, um, you know, you got something something new and not, you know, something with a new name, you know. Mm-hmm. What was it called, honey? Um, I think it was a Starfish Star Mimosa. <laughs> yes, honey. You wanted some made from scratch. Okay. Not just adding vodka to orange juice. Okay. You, you know, tell them that. so I had to go ahead and do that right quick. You know, mm-hmm. you can't let a young bitch show you out. Right, right. You got to let them you know, know. the original OG bitch. You know, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. so that's why I made a blackberry mimosa, which is just pretty much, it's blackberry, sangria. sangria. Blackberry, sangria. it's blackberry um, brandy, a bottle of wine, fresh fruit, mm. um, some uh, 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 um, flavored seltzer, 
um, lime juice, uh, and a touch of pineapple juice. Okay. Also, give a shout out to Brandy because I I always forget how delicious delicious ooh shoot delicious she is. Brandy. Oh yeah, Brandy's great. Right. Also, because she because she's just like uh, fermented wine. She's yes. Eating. Yeah, it's really, really delicious. Brandy is absolutely delicious. Right. So is Brandy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do love Almost Doesn't Count. Right. Oh, well, girl. It's my favorite song by her. I think, actually, I think it's mine, too. Like, I mean, like, have you ever up there, too? But I think Almost Doesn't Count. That, that's like a, that's a song that really touches the heart. Well, because way. a lot of the times, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, like, I understand that very much. It's... Mm-hmm. You think that because you, tr- it's one of those things where like, it's a very, at least I tried. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't get it. That's the other aspect is like, oh, uh, but you didn't get it. But it's the at least I tried situation. Ooh, girl. Are you preaching something, baby? I'm not preaching anything. It's one of those things where like, it's at least you tried. You know, you cannot be mad at yourself for trying, but at the same time, almost doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I almost won that pageant, but you didn't win the pageant. Exactly. So you're not going to be a winner of the pageant. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the flip side, at least you went to try to win the pageant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, in that sense yeah. of the word. So that's that's what I... No, that's great. You know. Oh, and that's also... Uh, actually, you know, it's funny you should say that too, because I remember the, like, you know, the end of the song, it was almost kind of like this upbeat turn. Yes. So I think, kind of, yeah, it kind of leads to that piece. I never thought about that. That's like, it's kind of like, hey, at least you tried, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still shitty that, you know, it didn't work out, but at least you tried. You um, know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so speaking of, um, you know, some almost trying, well, actually trying and actually succeeding, um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, welcome to Sun. I know. Oh my God. His name is, um, it was, they had the, he was, um, what day was this? It was May 8th. So it was a Taurus baby. Um, his name is Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Yeah. Mm. I want, I want, like, Archie. Like, uh, uh, I would think it'd be like Archibald. Like, you know, like. It's a very English name in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Archie. It's like Danny, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're being very shady, Rashad. Mm -hmm. Yes, Archie is a very, very. um, Yeah, I just think it's he's a a princely name. It's very English. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially if he ends up with like freckles. I know. Ooh, black freckles. Yeah. You know, and he can probably end up looking like an Archie because he can be a redhead. With like the dark skin, you know, because you know she's a quarter black, mm-hmm. and yeah, he probably end up looking like an Archie for real. I can see that. Oh my god, I'm happy for them though. Me too. I think they're you so know, cute. They really, really are. Mm-hmm. They really, really are. And like, it's just, it's it's good. It's good to see. You know, the yeah. Berkeley Church. Now I do wish he would marry like Lupita Nyong'o, but you know that's me. I know, right? Just a little bit more. Like, right, more. Mm-hmm. right. Just have a little black ass baby. Right, mm-hmm. right. I know that'd be nice. Well, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe Archie will, uh, he, like, maybe he'll be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring all the black folks into the royal family. He, like, he'll just marry, like, you know, a Congolese woman or something. Right, like this. Like, right. <laughs> just really right. rock it out. But yeah, he's seventh in line now for the uh, throne, which is right. crazy. So he's like, uh, let's see, I think in Game of Thrones world, he's like, what an Arya? Like, he's like, he's. Yeah, honey, ain't nobody getting that throne because Elizabeth has to die. She ain't going to die. And then Charles has to die. So if he got his mama's blood, he ain't going to die either. Mm-hmm. So ain't nobody getting that throne. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I feel like the kids will die before the more people died. Probably. How old is the queen now, 90? She, she's up. It's like 93, I think. Mm. She's just kicking it. And just like, just looking as young as can be. With those like Right, she's young. very sprightly mm-hmm. and she's walking around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um... Yeah, I don't think she gone. I don't know, you know. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you know, good luck. But I like Ar- Archie. Then something controversial happened with Archie. Is didn't that in there? Did you see the thing about that uh, no. journalist? No, what girl. What happened? Tell me. So look up English journalist that just got fired. I just want you to look this up. So this English. Oh, I heard about. I heard about it. I didn't. I didn't actually read it. Wait, tell me about it. So pretty much what happened was this English journalist was welcoming the new baby. He said, uh, Megan and Harry walking out with the new kid. And he had these two parents walking up out with a monkey. He said that it was a picture he posted. Oh shit! Okay, I see. It. Okay, look, look at it right now, guys. Like, let's pull this up. Um, a BBC radio host was fired yeah. for using a chimpanzee photo of a tweet about the newborn son. What? Yep. Wow. Wow. Oh my god! I did not know. I, I remember hearing. I, I saw it in the like a little bit in the news, but I didn't yeah. know exactly what it was. But uh, that's like that, that just goes to show. Like you know, I mean, obviously we have a lot a long ways to go. But like, dude, like you're fucking with the royal family. Like I would think that's the one thing y'all should. Like, well, because I think that better. he's like people get out of touch. People think this type of jokes are funny. Like you know, right. still like forgetting that. They they were the people. I don't know if it was Europe. I don't where well, it is Europe. I don't know if it was in England or maybe it was in um, Europe proper, whatever. Um, that they had the black people in the zoos, right, and right. stuff like that. So these type of jokes people forget are still mm. crazy, right. So I'm like, um, you are like, hmm, like why would you do that? Like why would you like? I mean, but at the same time white people don't get to think about stuff like that. Right. Because that doesn't make any sense to them. It seems like people are being oversensitive about it. It just seems like a lot of, it seems like they're just looking at it like, oh, you guys are being too sensitive because it's not your experience. So Mm -hmm. of course you don't get it. You know, I've been called monkey many, many times. I was called um, monkey too many times than I, uh, wish to uh, talk about. I mean, my thing is, I, like I said, I was securing who I was, so I didn't think I was a damn monkey, whatever. But it was, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane just to think that somebody cannot even like fathom the fact that that's something. Right. And it's also like, first of all, like that has a history. Like, and if the fact that you don't know the history, like, okay, fine, you're just ignorant. But like, you clearly got that messaging from somewhere to think that's okay to call a black a black person monkey. Or, right. Like, it's like, where do you like? You pull that from somewhere. Right. So like, why aren't you like stopping anything? Like, why am I always like? Why does it keep happening? It's like maybe it's because motherfucker, like you're you're ingrained in you. And you need to right. like, stop and learn that. Um, it's really unfor- that's really unfortunate. Right. I, I re- I'm glad he got fired though. But um, I'm like y'all should be making fun of the the royal family like that. That's some bullshit. Um, oh 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 oh. So um, I, I there's actually some some black excellence news. That, I don't know oh you, yes, yeah. So um, have you heard about Miss Tyra Banks? Yes, I saw that. Yeah. So if you're those that don't know, uh, Tyra Banks has made a comeback on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Yeah, just, 45 years old. Yeah. Dang, she's like looking. She's looking beat. She looks good, girl. Yeah. And then she has her. That's a new shape now. She has. She looks really, really good. She does. Like she looks. I almost feel like she has like that that Beyonce shape. You know. Ah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want. I don't want. You know. I don't, I don't know what Beyonce. I, I've never seen Beyonce. I haven't seen Beyonce in a two piece bikini in a long oh, time. Me too. So, to you be know, fair. You know, some people do say Beyonce pads. You know, like a little drag queen. Oh, really? Girl, I was watching that Homecoming. I didn't see mother hip move. Not one. Nothing shook. I was just like. Do you have padded on? Mother is a drag queen though, so I respect that girl. A bitch oh, pad her beat. One of course and one of pad and bitch. I live. 
But Tyra, no, that's all Tyra over there. Yeah, she looks Tyra, good. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. she's, you know, I don't want to say Tyra has a Beyonce body. I would say Beyonce has a Tyra body. Facts. Let's get okay, that let, correct. Let's get that totally correct. You're right. Thank you. Thank you for Because, yeah. Me. No, she was. <laughs> Tyra's working high fashion runway in the early 90s and right. was famous. Well, Tyra Banks was Tyra Banks before Destiny Shaw ever, like, even breathed. Right. But they were still know. an embryo. Yeah, she <laughs> literally was Tyra Banks in, like, the late mid 90s, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can't, you know. I just think I mean she looks amazing. Oh and, yes, she does. And I'm just I'm just They had a lot of the sports illustrated um swimsuit issue this time was just very, very open to everyone. Oh really? Yeah, it was just a lot of different I mean open in the fact that it was just a lot of different type of um shapes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Body types. Yeah. Body types and all of that. That's yeah. good though. I mean I, I mean this this is realistic, you know? So and also the like kudos to Tyra for being forty five and just being like blood out. You know, um, I'm here for it. I hope to see more of her, um, at least in some capacity, because I, I feel like she kind of fell off for a minute. I mean, she's still around, obviously, but she just kind of like, yeah, you know, became, a, you know, was in that in that doll movie where she was like, oh, life, life size. size. Yes. Life size girl. <laughs> Miss Actress. You remember when Tyra had an album, that song called uh, Shake Your Booty? Yes. On Top Model. She made everybody. She thought she was going. She thought she was going to be the list. Jennifer Lopez, right. honey. She just did that. Not and that was in the heyday of J-Lo, honey, you know. No vocals and shaking ass at the entire, you know, you can't dance and Mm-mm. you can't sing. And at least Jennifer has one. Right. And they're like, oh, you got his face, girl. Just, yes. just don't do that. Child, don't, don't, you know, leave it, leave it be, Miss Leave it be. Mm-mm. But she got it in. I mean, she got it in. So I'm very happy for her. And it's very good to see a 45 black woman on the cover of yeah. a Sports Illustrated magazine. She's doing it. You know, and you know, she wants to change her name now. Really? To Tyra Banks, B A N X. Because she said it's X in our cookie cutter beauty. And Wendy, oh, what, what Wendy Williams read her in the best way possible. Because mm-hmm. Wendy was like, Wendy was like, uh, Tyra, you're gonna you're gonna have to stick with the K and S. Because you are not um what you gonna call it? You are a cookie cutter beauty. Mm. So what are you X and I? It's always like the girl, like Tyra, you're not like Lauren Hutton, you're not like um Alec Weck, you're not like um oh I forget what her name is from Canada. I was like this, she talks like this. Yes, the freckles red hair. Oh her, I forgot her name too. Yeah, Stacey something. But uh, you are a cookie cutter beauty. You mm. you you you're right. like what people consider attractive. Right. 100%. That's a girl next door. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, mm-hmm. girl, it's it's just it just don't you know it's like um. It's like a white person running a black pride seminar. <laughs> You're like, I get it, but mm, I'll get you trying to do good. But, but no. That's not how this works. <laughs> right. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But like, actually, it's funny. Like, I think the um, like other day right before watching Drag Race, which we'll get to in the next hour. Yes. Um, yeah. Me and Duran were watching a top model. And I, we just I just got my total life. Yeah. I forgot how good that. Sh- well, it's not a good yeah. show, but it's just like. No, girl, it's a. Uh, it's a special show. It's a very special show, but it's just nice to watch. It's just yeah. like I got all my best like photo tips from that show. From t- that's why you took them faggoty pictures. Exactly. It's like, oh, that's how you do it. Thanks, Tyra. You know. Um, one more topic before we go to yes. the next break. Um, so Chadwick Boseman is <sighs> going to portray Yasuke, Japan's first African samurai. Oh yes, honey. So for those that don't know, which I'm sure many of us don't, so Yasuke was. Does he look like him? I mean, he was from the 1500s, girl. We don't know what he looks like. 
Okay. Now, I'm going to say that because they had that movie with Daniel or something about something, <laughs> which was a disgrace. And like they did the Michelle and Obama movie, too. Um, and they casted all these people who were my skin tone to play somebody who was yellow as hell. And I was just like, no, that cannot happen because their light skin is light skinness is very important mm-hmm. to the story. Exactly. Like third group Marshall looking the way he does is so important to the story. You cannot make him look like an African man because exactly. that will erase like a huge part right. of the story. Exactly. There's a reason why he did as far as he did. Because <laughs> right. It's just like, like eh. so I'm hoping that maybe, well, no one knows what he looks like, but. Right. I mean, there's some pictures. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely is dark. Um, right. The theory is that he's either from Mozambique or Ethiopia. Um, oh, no, wait, then that shouldn't be Chadwick. It shouldn't be Chadwick. No, because Chadwick is of Nigerian descent. Right. If it's well, from Mozambique yeah. or Ethiopia, there needs to be somebody who is East African. Well, I mean. Look, but that's me. Like, but people well, in their mind cannot. But I can see the difference. Cause, right, you, know, right. you can see the difference. But, you know, most people. I mean, how many, how many actors do we have from Mozambique? That is true. But <laughs> at the same time, how do we make it better? Instead of because that's the same logic that white folks use sometimes. They're like, well, we don't have want to have this many black actresses to play this part, so we're not going to try to find anyone. We're just going to use this person. No, I get. That. So I mean, you know, I get that. I, mean, I but- think that finding somebody new. Mm-hmm. You can find there's actors. I'm just Ethiopian. There's actors out there that oh, are totally. opposite. Yeah. You can find actors that are from that region or someone who is. Adjacent, adjacent to it in that sense that looks that way to do that to just get that's my personal opinion. I just think the catch all thing just drives me crazy. No, I, I get that, but I mean to be fair, I mean I do think that they probably make this movie. I'm sure they won't be having all Japanese folks in there. I'm I mean, sure like be some Chinese in a new Aladdin, the, the Jasmine they have an Indian Jasmine, they have a half half Indian Jasmine. Oh. She's not she's not a Middle Eastern woman. They have everybody else's newest Middle Eastern. No, the genie can be whoever because the right. genie is a, blue. A, a blue. Yeah, genie's blue. Yeah, well, but I'm like, mm, why didn't you find a Middle Eastern woman? Hmm. You know, why didn't right. you just you know do that? But you know, I mean, I you know, I yeah, I don't know. That's I, my opinion. Yeah, no, That's no, me I, just I, really no, getting into the box. I, I, I get that. I totally get that. But I mean, I think too, like if you if you're part of a general diaspora and you kind of, and you still have many of the same features then like, I get it, but that's the excuse that white producers use I to mean, cast us. And that's why it's just like, well, I mean, I think that, I mean, listen, like, I don't think that they should like, you know, if there's a, if there's a, there's a film featuring a black woman who's like, you know, has a lighter skin. They should not always be looking for Halle Berry. I totally. Oh, absolutely. They should always be looking for Halle Berry because Halle Berry might be a different type of light skinned woman than right. Mariah Carey is. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? It's important that just, it's important to get the stories right because it's so essential to the culture. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, Thurgood Marshall, some points could pass in right. his sense. Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman, not Chadwick Boseman, uh, whoever played yeah, yeah, him, that was ever. not. It's just like, so that whole concept of passing at that time right. was so important and so big right. in the, the, that when you skip over that, it's like, damn, it's you. Skip over half the craziness right. of what's going on. Right. I mean, it's kind of like um, Zoya Saldana playing um, uh, Nina Simone. Simone. Yeah, to darken her skin. Like, you didn't have to. If it was a theater, if she, this was a theater, 100%. Right. Totally. I, I believe that anyone in the theater should play whatever they want totally. to play. Yeah, totally. You there's know, a, if there's it's a, theater. Suspension of imagination. Right, right, right. You know, I always tell people one of the funniest things that ever happened, not funniest, one of the greatest things that ever happened in opera was. Um, when James McCracken and Shirley Verrett sang Othello about Giuseppe Verdi, James McCracken's an Irish white man. Shirley Verrett is a black woman from the South. Mm-hmm. James McCracken got painted 
dark because Othello's dark and Shirley Vera got painted completely white because there's the one that's supposed to be white and Othello's supposed to be black. So they both literally got swapped. <laughs> so it was like, quote unquote, what the people call it's not it's got well there's blackface it was a costume makeup so they look this thing about he's thinking about his beautiful white wife and she's thinking about her dark husband but they both are like they both switch they both switch <laughs> and in like the ghostly pain and he talked about said that but that's suspension right of a match on exactly. stage, stage. it's different yeah you know, i wouldn't do that on a film because right. that would make no sense whatsoever unless, unless it's a biography a biopic where you're actually showing those two doing it it doesn't make sense right yeah which i think would be kind of interesting to watch but right yeah um but yeah no so it's it's, it's currently production well not production but it's starting to happen um but uh it's gonna be interesting because yasuke was the first african samurai he served under odo nobunaga um in the 1500 in the 1500s um anyway we're gonna get started with our uh, first music break so as you know um it is mother's day tomorrow Mm-hmm. And I picked a couple tracks that uh, I remember listening to with my mom a lot. I know these are some of her favorite songs. So I decided to play them. So she listening? I think so. I mean, she's at church right now. I don't know why on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, is she a seven-day Adventist? No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm oh, confused. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Um, but um, the songs are Karen White's I'm Not uh, Superwoman. Tishina Campbell and Tashina Arnold's Don't Ask My Neighbor. That's a real black. I mean, I mean, it's just the slash, the, the, the emotions version is real black. Yeah, yeah. But that's like real black to go find Tisha Campbell in it. <laughs> 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 version. It's from the Sprung soundtrack. I remember Sprung very well, girl. With Michael Jai White in them. Yes, I mm. love that movie. Um, and then All the Men That I Need by Whitney Houston. Um, so, yeah, you're watching, you listen to. That's some black. Ain't some shit black? right there. Ain't it though? That's black. Ain't it black? Shit right there. Amen, sister. So, okay. So, anyways, you're, yeah, guys, you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Enjoy this lovely Mother's Day mix. At your table And make sure that your coffee Has its sugar and cream Your eggs are over easy Your toast unlikely All that's missing is your morning kiss That used to greet me Now you see the juicy sour It used to be so sweet And I I can't help but to wonder if you're talking about me. We don't talk the way we used to talk. It's hurting so deep. I've got my pride. I will not cry. But it's making me weak. I'm not your superwoman. I'm not the kind of I won't. 
You're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yes. yes. That was a very, very... <laughs> specific type of black yeah <laughs> that was a that was a black woman who is in a um let me just describe her perfectly that is a 1987 to 1998 high and not quite ceo but um um uh, executive assistant to the ceo of a fortune 500 co- uh, a company mix <laughs> a black woman with a good job. Yes, honey. Who don't have no man? <laughs> That's what that mix was. That's the mix that she used. To say, I don't. I, I don't need a man. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, I just remember. Like, I mean, I remember as a kid. Like, my mom would pick me up from school. It was like I was like in kindergarten, I guess. Um, and like. It was like I don't know. If we're listening, I guess we're listening to like I guess like the uh, like it wasn't Tom Joyner. I mean, it might be Tom Joyner. I think he's been he's been around for a minute. And I just remember. In the car, and then at some point on the commute home, like Superwoman would always come on, like literally like clockwork, like at right, like at four thirty in the afternoon, Superwoman would always come on, and I'm just like, oh, I know the words of all this song, and like, even though I didn't know what the, the song actually meant. I remember like one of the words I thought was um, like you know, lyric is like in the second verse is like I make my way through the rush hour to, to make yeah, it yeah, home for you. Yeah, I was I was like I would make it through the shower to make it home for you. I was like, oh, uh, oh I just think that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what that was, but um, no, I just like these are um all songs that um you know I that I really special to me because I remember hearing them a lot in the car with my mom and um, or your aunts, my aunts, everybody. Like these were just songs that were like they were part of my uh the fabric of my life, you know, <laughs> just such a downy over here. Um, and yeah, I just, I just really appreciate them. And, and like, whenever I hear them, I think of my mom um, and, you know, tomorrow is mother's day. And I just wanted to give a special shout out to my mom, Vanessa. Um, happy mother's day, mom. I know I'm not down there with you, but I just wanted to, you know, wish you a very, very special day. And I hope you have a fabulous day. I know the weather is a little funky this weekend or on this, on this coast, but I just hope you're having a, Hope you have a fabulous weekend, um, and I'm sure that you know Jamal will take care of you. And um, mm-hmm. also, I know, I know, I know, I know that uh, you know uh, um, uh, Sheila's down there too. So happy, happy Mother's Day to you as well. Hope you guys have a good time, have a good church service, get some good food, um, and just you know be merry and well. How about you? How, how's your mama, Sadie? She's great. I was telling my mama called me. I was uh, um, on the bike on Friday yesterday. I was on the bike on um, at the gym riding. The phone rings, and anytime the phone rings before, before like eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. I just get nervous. I don't know who's like. My mom says, "Hello, mommy." She goes, "Oh, nobody's dead." Uh, <laughs> I said, "Oh my god!" I said, "You know not to call me at this time because right. you know." And she way. said, "I just want to like you know say you know I was just calling to check up on you and everything." I said, "Oh, great, great, great." She said, "Oh yes, just make sure you send me something for Mother's Day." I said, "You were not calling to check up on me. You were just calling to make sure you was getting." Something. Ooh, that's shifty. So, well, yeah, of course she's shifty. So, <laughs> Jane is shifty. The boots, honey. Um, so, but yeah, so the, you know, I sent a little money. And they're gonna go to Golden Corral because I love the Golden Corral. Honey, Golden Corral is beat. That's the favorite restaurant. She was telling how all the family came down. She made a big pot of soup. My aunt brought like they had a big old Liberian meal, and everybody Ooh. ate, and it was just very, very wonderful. 
I was like, oh, I wish I was there. Those are the t- times that sometimes I wish I was closer mm-hmm. to Ohio. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there are times like, oh, I need to be far away from y'all. <laughs> right, right, right. right. But, Not in a bad way. Right. I mean, would you move slightly closer, you think, at some point? Mm, I would move closer if I have something that satisfies me mm-hmm. and because that support system would be great but like I'll, I'll be real real I'm be real I move closer if I meet someone that wants to move closer or if I find a job that's great that will allow me to move closer got it those two things I can move closer for okay okay but I just don't want to be in a city with a bunch of my family I love them oh, totally. don't get me wrong no, go, go, go. I, I love them but like then I just think I'll get sucked into just that. Totally. No, I mean, you want to have your own reasons to go to these places as well. So, like, right. I mean, like, how far away is Nashville? Uh, Tennessee? Yeah. Tennessee is not that far from, um, from Cincinnati, right? Uh, maybe like eight hours or so. Oh, really? That far? Well, because you have to go to through Kentucky. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that state, the bluegrass. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe not then. I'm trying to think of cities. Like, wait, Pittsburgh's not too far. Also, Columbus. Good old Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've lived in Columbus for 10 years, so I, I wouldn't personally live in Columbus again. Because ooh, Chicago. Yeah. I could do Chicago. Oh, that window. That window doesn't hit terrible. Right. Jeez, hit I mean, just look, we'll see where it takes me. But right now, those are the two things that would get me to move anywhere. I hear you. No, I mean, I definitely have moments where I'm like, I would like to live, like, see my mom more often. You know, cause I, I like going to church with her. I like, you know, being able to. Like I love, like I learned how to shop from my mom, and like I love going shopping with my mom, and just like, really, I do. Oh, oh, why, why that, why that sound? Really, really. Wow. Yeah, no, that's I, that's how I'm efficient when I shop. I know exactly what I'm going for. I'm not like certain people who just like wander around for hours on end. I hate shopping with people in general. Like I like to do it by myself. I don't mind like walking with somebody to the store. Mm-hmm. I know shopping with my mother. It's it's there are certain things that have um. <laughs> Fuck me up for life, and that's one of them. <laughs> really? Oh God! Like, what's, what's what's shopping with her like? And uh, the pits of Tartarus. Ooh, that's terrible. Ooh, that's just affected. What it was was this: I was like thirteen or fourteen, and so when you're shopping with people at that age, my parents it was just like, there was no self. I didn't have any self-expression. Mm, right. So whatever, if I wanted something, it was like it, they had to want me to wear that for me to get it. Uh. Period. Got it. Period. Mm. So when I started to live with my guardians, um, when they were like, get whatever you want, I was just like, really? No. I think, what? Who does that? It, up to this day, I go home, my parents are giving me clothes. Oh, really? Wow. I don't, I don't, I, my, my brother said, just take it. Because <laughs> me and my father got in a huge fight one day over it. I said, wow. he just, because he was being insulted. I said, I don't wear pants with pleats. <gasps> yeah. Either. And cuffs. Oh God, no! Ooh, that's so old. Mm 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 No, ma'am. No flat front ma'am. girl. Flat front and skinny. Ooh. So like, and but I went home. My father said, "You have a pair of pants. You can probably fit in these." I just, I just took it, mm-hmm. and I just kept it moving. Wow. Because you know, and my brother's like, "Just take it and yeah. keep it moving." That's what my dad does. And I'm like, Dad, you know that you know damn well it's not my style. But my mom, though, I mean, I think she instilled in me in a very early age style, and like. Sure, she obviously picks stuff out for me, but like I think generally she knew what I liked, and like it's been that way ever since. Like she knows what stores I want to go to to shop, and like right. she knows what like I look good in, like she knows the colors that go well with me, and like 
Yeah, I could do the same for her. Like, my oh, mom, check this out. This looks cute. Like, it's just something like, like we're both Gemini's. So, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, like, I, I just, it depends on my mood. Sometimes mm. I feel like looking like a homeless person. Sometimes I feel Sometimes. like. Sometimes. Girl, don't play me. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like wearing, like, you know, there's a whole, there was a whole period where I was wearing, like, shirts and bow ties. That's and right. Pants. And then I have a vest period and a B period where like I had I had jackets. I had all them jackets, yeah, sports jackets. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on my mood. And then sometimes I want to look like big old queen. It's just mm-hmm. and so that's that's you know, that's what fashion is to me. And, and my parents don't. They're just very traditional. And I hate, I do hate like traditional wear. You know, that's why me and Rebecca we should, we should get into it all time because no, she's you know she likes to go to a classic look, and I hate a classic look. I don't like when I, I don't like to look like everybody else sitting at the church. Mm, Can't do I it. Hear you. I hear no, you. Well, girl, who wants it? No, like that's cool. Right, that's cool. But you know, like, like I would wear that disco jacket to church if I could. Amen, sister. You know, but you know, I'm not. Of course, you know, but. No, it took me a long time to get into wearing like suits with ties, and I think well, right. one because I started, you know. I'm going to funerals and weddings and right, well, right. to those. But also, I started finding out I could wear like tighter ones, right. and that really changed the game. Right. Um, but yeah, no, for the longest time, I did not like wearing. But those. this is the one thing I will always say, and I have never this this that we almost say this guy. Let me finish the statement because I have never, if I'm going somewhere to dress for something, I have never not dressed for that occasion. But you may not like what I'm wearing. But it's not inappropriate for that occasion, <laughs> which is very different. You see, can't think about. Yeah, no, that's dumb. I'm trying to think. I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, no, I think you're you right. might not be like, girl, I don't like that outfit, but the outfit was, but it was fit. Cur- fit for the event. Exactly. No, no, that's so, good. I've never not dressed for something to go there, and I said, you know, to go somewhere. I said, no, I'm just not going to like, you know, go in that sense. But my mother, this long story short, now do not shop my mother. My mother's a great dresser. My mm-hmm. mother and father are the best dressers I know. Mm-hmm. Down. Down. My brother, he's very stylish. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, he's gone to his like, you know, his old black man. Um, ooh. I'm a size too small. Ooh, dressing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Does he wear color sets? Does he do like red shirt? Oh no, no, no he no, don't no. do that. He he's dresses. He, he okay. just like his white jacket and his black pants. He's very, very stylish. He just okay. looks a little fat and stuff sometimes. That's fine. He I knows mean, that. We just text. We just text. Yeah. Uh, um, we was texting the other day, and he was like, I said something. He said, oh, you got jokes. I said, yes, you got pounds. Ooh, so, <laughs> hey, Mama Lou. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, yeah, but, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. I you know my mother's a, this is a lot of things that people don't know. I don't know if you know this. You might not know this. Oh, sure. Mm, um, so, during the war, I was actually separated from my father, my brother, the rest of my family for a whole year. Wow. It was just me and my mother. Wow. It was just me and my mother. And she was, she just pretty much couldn't get out of bed for like the whole time. So I was like the one, like, well, even more in the war camp, she couldn't get out of bed. I was the one always like moving, like, mom, we gotta go, we gotta walk. I was the pretty much the strength of, um, of my mother during that whole time. Ah, mm. Never thought about that. But yeah, so I was the one that was always carrying around that burden of like making sure, because she was in such a high, high depression. At that time, because she didn't know where her husband and her other kids were, whether they were dead or alive. So I was like 11 and I had to like make sure go get food, make sure she ate, you know, may do all that type of stuff for like a year. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. That's why when you call me Mother Hen, it's part of the reason why, you know, because, you know, at a, at that, at one of the most pivotal 
times in my life, and it's not my mother's fault, not since my mother's fault. And one of the most pivotal times in my life, being a young kid in the Civil War, mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody to like take care of me in that emotional mm-hmm. sense. So I had to do that myself. Ooh, Bob, thank you for sharing. Well, I mean, mm. just adding on to that point, have you have you had have you had a moment to have someone take care of you? I have. Okay. And it did not end up the way I have had a moment to have someone take care of me, and I wish I didn't have someone take care of me. Really? Yes. Is it because you didn't need someone, or because like it wasn't the right person to take care of you? It could have been it wasn't the right person to take care of me mm. because. I'm not going to call the person's name, but the person I live with when I first moved to New York City, mm-hmm. it was like, no, you know, don't rush. You get a job. But just really like, because I was working three, four, five jobs in Ohio. Girl, I was hustling. I was doing everything. Right. I was I wasn't happy. I came here. I got a job in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And the person was just like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's fine, girl. Just, you know, eat and be merry and like relax. So I actually kind of released myself into letting somebody take care of me. Right. And that I mean that did a lot more damage. Mm-hmm. Well, I think than than yeah. it did because it was because I actually trusted the person to mm-hmm. care of me, but I didn't know the person was um kind of manipulating the situation of right. more of a control than taking care of me. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a control not to take right. care, and that's why when our situation happened, uh, when we separated ways, uh, it was like okay, no, so right. That was one of the reasons. So it's, a, it's still hard yeah. for people to take care of me, as, right. for, for me to allow people to take care of me. Right. And I imagine having that situation happen would make it even harder. It's um, worse, honestly. Yeah. You but, know. yeah, but I, 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 I hope that at one point you can find, you can find someone who can allow you to just breathe in that regard too. You know, you, yeah, you deserve I, to be taken care of too. I, you know? I, yeah, I have to find out what I, how, I want this person or person to take care of me in that sense. Mm-hmm. Well, this is emotional support and all that. But as far it's just like the depending on someone in general, that I mean, I literally emotionally, I, I mean, I've got so big, you know, and all of that. And even like when I started to like lose weight, this person was literally trying to feed me to be fatter. Oh, shit. I, I wasn't. Yeah. I so. mean, I remember when I, I, I know this person you're talking about. I remember of when course. I, when I met you, you were, you were a balloon. You smoke a balloon, bitch. I was the balloon. What you mean, a balloon? I was 260 pounds. Jesus. No, no, when you met me, I was not a balloon. I was 190 pounds, bitch. I was thin. No, you were so fat. I was not fat. 190. Okay, it was it was all in the wrong place. All right, you're one. Oh, she is trying me. I was too big for her, but I want no girl. I got a picture of that night. No, ma'am. <laughs> I was literally five pounds more than I am now. But it looks so different. You carried it differently, girl. Eh, well, when working out, it was just like, you know, maybe it was a little bit more like, you know, juice, as Lizzie would say. Right. It was uh, that meningitis kind yeah, of like, but, sweating um, all out. But, you know, it's one of those things. Well, we, I mean, we're blabbing right now. We've got to go to the second hour. That's why. Right, right, right. So, um, actually, yeah. But, um, but I want to say, too, just one last yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. Before we go to the second hour, um, one thing that um, I... I'm, that's been really instilled to me from my mom that I, that I I keep coming back to is this idea of like, you know, if I if I put into the universe, I'll get it. Like right. I remember as a young kid, like I would ask for like video games or things I want, and my mom would say like, "Hey, not today, but you'll get it eventually." And then like at some point, I would get I would something would happen where I would end up getting something, and it was just it it just became a very clear reminder to me that like, you know, if I want something, 
you will like my mom just kind of said like patience is a virtue. So like I was able to like push back like want something right away for instant gratification for something else. So I just want to say that was great. Let me say this real quickly before we start the second hour here. I just want to give it to you. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but you know since I've been drinking, I'm and I'm in a place of you know openness. Yes, we open. You are actually the only person mm-hmm. of all the girls besides Taraji. You are the only person that I feel comfortable being I don't want to say vulnerable because it's like I'm a vulnerable being being emo- within my emotion like I don't mm. feel bad like you know like Thursday night I don't feel bad about like being shitty or saying uh, I said things to you about insecurities that I've, I've not said to anybody else a lot of people don't know a lot of girls don't know that a lot of girls don't know what you know about me in that sense because I, everybody's everybody's for different things every exactly. bitch I know Facts. is for a different thing in your life know who advice know who is for what exactly keep that in mind not everybody is for that mm-hmm. you know we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about that yeah, in the yeah, second hour so alright guys we are gonna start the second hour momentarily enjoy Chris and mine I hope you're having a good time baby we'll talk to you in a moment well speaking of fucked up honey yes. yeah, thank you I was like, she don't came up. Look mm-hmm. at her. Yeah, look mer- at God. Getting merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. Bitch, I see what you did there. You see what I did there? And I appreciate it. It's amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Queers of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh! do need to calm down. They're doing Whatever. the most. I'm All right. Do what, I want. what is happening? Mm-hmm. What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, no, this is my good Judy. Bitch, what the fuck you mean? Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the messy hour right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. Anyway, let me finish that statement real quickly here. Yeah, so anyway, I was saying that there's a lot of things that you got to, I have a lot of close friends like, um, like our, like our friend, um, uh, Miss McQuay. That's my, that's the person I talk to mm-hmm. in that sense. That's the person I just communicate with. And we just, we, I mean, we talk like about stuff like just, just figuring out she's the kind of figure out girl right you know right, she's right. the girl that i figure out how she's to speak about, yeah how to speak about something blah blah and we just kind of how we my communication skills she's my figure out girl mm-hmm. my other sister uh lord lord blakey uh he's the she's the person i've known the longest who um what is miss blakey for Ooh, no no that's that I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> no, justin keeps me aware of where I come from and where I've been and all of that, you know, in that sense, you know, you are the girl, Kavita's the fun girl, Rebecca's my sister, my sister, because my older sister, I never really had a close female relationship as far as a sister. I have sister mm-hmm. past, but, you know, in that sense, so it's more like that. And Micah's just more like, yeah, this, the, the Micah pretty much knows, like, I don't like mind telling Micah stuff. Like, if I'm going, 
like what I'm doing after I get off the radio station, I can tell her and I don't feel bad about it because mm-hmm. other, she's not going to look at me crazy. Right. That's why, that's what I, in that sense, you know, so uh, different people in your life for different things. You have to find out what they're for. You cannot be mad at one bitch who can, you can be like, well, this bitch is not respond this way and she's my sister, she's my friend. I'm like, well, maybe she doesn't have this thing, you know, like what happened to me on the road. I, and I tell one people, I say, I can only give you what I know how to give you. Facts. If I don't know how to do it, if, you know, I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I think adding to that point, I think it's you know, I think it's probably one of the pitfalls of relationships, right? Like you mm-hmm. find someone mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, we want them to be all these things. It's like right. they they don't know how to be all those things. They right. can't be all those things. Right. So being able to say, hey, like I can I can get like A, B, and C from you right. and being okay with the fact that like your partners all that's all they can give you. But you're still gonna need your friends to give you like D through Z. Right. You know? Uh give you an example. I was with um uh I was with Naaman one day and we um and I invited him out for drinks at a Cantina. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking and he told me about this uncle that passed. And then we just, you know, we had a couple of drinks and then we went down and drink. And I said, girl, let's go there. And then one dance thing. And we're like, she said, oh, but she just texted me. Girl, I had a great time. Thank you for last night. A good time. So I don't, that's what, for me, I know that's what I can give. I'm the bitch that, I'm not the bitch you called us to the crowd. I'm the girl that'll be like, girl, let's go do this line of dope and let's go dancing tonight. Fast. Let's take your, you know, I'm the girl that would be like, bitch, you're not going to wallow. Let's just go. I'm not going to say anything about what's going on with you. We're just going to go and do things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people you need to just go to cry to. Right. Some people are really, really good at that. Some people just need to go and sit with. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that you just have to figure out who your friends are. And I think that's totally, you know, and know, and know your rules. Because, yeah, some girls just aren't meant to do other things. And like, I think, you know. Listen, some of those girls, you know, if you're listening, I know some of y'all are like, you know, you might have that like that friend with benefits. You're like, let me try and turn him into a man. It's like, no, no. that's that not his never, job. That was never. No, don't ever do that, girls. I'm don't ter- do that. I mean, I'm I mean, from two single girls, but still, you right, know, one right. more single than the other. <laughs> <laughs> but don't try to do that. Yeah. I think, you know, and like, you no, know, like know the role that people play in your lives. And it's OK. Some people aren't meant to play multiple roles. Some people no. like, so, hey, listen, some people can like, you know. Play most of the roles, but most of us can't. Right. Speaking of a girl who has tried to do that mm-hmm. unsuccessfully. Right. Um, yeah, you just got mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta know what, what you're good for. Exactly. Stay stay in your goddamn way. And also remember too, like just be like, you know, you might be the crying girl to one of your friends, but you might be the party girl to another. So <laughs> That is so true. <laughs> right? We will talk about. We used to play two of our track. We'll talk about that. You know, we, we, uh, we can keep talking about this for a long no, time, but we can go back topic. to it. We'll go back to it. But that is so true because I had a situation with with the crying slash not. You know. Uh oh, the crier. Well, we're gonna talk about her in a minute no, too. Yeah. We have a crying friend, y'all. I'm sure you've you've heard about this crying friend if you listen to us. So we're gonna talk about her, but um, we're gonna play the throwback track. Um, this is Laura Brannigan's "Self Control." The reason why the track is selected. It's because we were at Atlantic City this past weekend. Oh, God. And Oh, God. We got to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> baby. Self-control was not <laughs> there. Was not, I have never here. in my life. <laughs> it was fantastic. But I was like, who am I? <laughs> also, who am I? You saw a whole other side of me. Girl. I'll <laughs> play the track. We'll get back and talk about that. All right, all right, guys. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Here is Laura Brannigan with Self Control.
Around the creatures of the night. I live among the creatures of the night. And I oh. haven't got the will to try and fight. Pow, pow. And he said, "Now I just hear silence." Okay, Miss Ori, Ori, trying to get you on. Can you yeah, hear us, Ori? Can you hear us, Ori? Um. Oh, now can you hear me? Oh, oh my God, God, it worked! Hallelujah! Turn her up, honey. Oh, yes. Girl, we don't know how to use it. Literally, last week, bitch. It's not because we didn't want you. You know, honey, you're OG. We did not know how to what oh, was it's going a whole on. Different 
Oh, it oh is? that's what it is. So you have to call, and then okay, nothing rang. That's yes. good to know. And I called into the other number, and I'm like hearing some music, and I'm like, wait a minute, he ain't the girl. Right. Yes. You know, well, well, you know so the girls when you hear them. Escalate the issue. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. It's so wonderful to hear her oh voice. My God, hi. Yeah. Oh, you know, I haven't heard that gay voice in a long time. I know. How are you? Oh, I don't miss it, but you know, yeah. Uh-huh. Oop. <laughs> you know, I'm blessed and highly favored. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How was London? Oh, girl. London was everything. Mm. It was it everything? Great. I don't want you to put your tea on the air, but your everything. No, she a no woman. I mean, it was, it was not as, as much as it, you know. It was yeah, not yeah. You did what you could during the time you had. Yes, gotcha. Well, praise God. Right. You know, we were very efficient. You know, we got around to see the sites. We got to see the castle. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Did, did you see Archie? Yeah. <laughs> so it was cute. It did you make real, real cute. Did you uh, make your London Bridge come down? Probably. You know. She can't. She's, it, a, she's, a, she's a woman. She's on Spectrum uh, Channel 795. Because, no, you know, she can't say that. Yeah, when, I, when I come in for World Pride, I'll tell you about all those things. Ooh, oh, yes. yes. Oh, that's going to be so uh, much yeah. fun, y'all. So we had a... London Bridge is actually kind of disappointing. It's not as cool as like Tower Bridge, which is the one people think of. Girl, oh. London Bridge probably looked like uh, the George Washington ride going to Jersey. Like, <laughs> right. oh. it's, just, it's just a basic bridge that you walk over. Because, oh, girl, there ain't no shade. No white people make their shit that's trash sound like beat. Oh my God, you must see this. He's like, yeah, well, girl, isn't that, isn't that just. Um, right. Uh, Girl, girl, you know what it is? Uh, white people, white people would make like uh, drink a sound like Kool Aid, bitch. Like, yeah, so like, no, no, no that's no. that's a hamburger magic. That's not okay, right, right, right. okay. That's not even that's not even actual Kool Aid. It's the right. other flavor stuff. Now drink a does go in. <laughs> Let's get that that drink a lemon lime, honey. I ain't gonna lie, but nevertheless. So, girl, what's going on? You know, would you have any thoughts about what we've discussed earlier? You know, we you know we went into this whole tirade about, I guess. Talking about men too. We've been talking a lot about, I guess, being gay men. Yeah. I guess the show. It's a show well, about black gay people, black gay, great, gay people of color. We probably should talk about it, you know. Well, it's, it's interesting because um, it's Mental Health Month this month. So I'm doing a lot of coverage around mental oh, health. I did not know that. Which is obviously a very important topic within, you know, our LGBTQ communities, our black community, our communities of color, and our LGBTQ communities of color because mental health issues and substance abuse issues tend to be exasperated or exacerbated um, when you possess those, you know, kind of intersectional identities because you're experiencing that oppression from multiple different levels within society based on those identities. So, you know, I think it's important for us. Um, you know, I heard part of the conversation about friends and about how you have certain friends for certain things. And you have certain, yeah. you know, I say, like, you get clearance. Like, some friends have clearance for, you know, just to hang out, go grab a drink, X, Y, Z, you know, kick it. Some friends have clearance to, you know, talk about, you know, the issues of the day. You know, some friends have clearance to, you know, get into some of those deeper things. You know, there are only certain people I'll talk with about, you know, my father, for instance. Um, right. Because it's not that everybody is capable of having those deeper level conversations. And, you know, one of the things that my dad always told me is like, you know, you when you have a relationship with people, you can't expect more from them than they're able to provide. Girl, I say that Amen. all the time. Yeah, you can't. You know, if a girl can't be your emotional confidant, don't rely on her to be that. That's only setting yourself up for disappointment. You know? uh, yeah, and I think a lot of times, and I'm, I'm learning this because um, b- 
being attentive sometimes to people uh, as a person, they would think that that's something that you have the ability to do, mm-hmm. you know, in that sense. Right. It's, I'm an attentive person, bitch. I don't mean like I need you to come over here to cry to me. Right. Right. And, you know, you know, and, you know, you know, if, if you if you get a Buick, don't expect to, to act like a Mercedes. Right. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Well, I mean, you have to meet people where they're at, and you have to be honest with yourself and with your relationships. You know, and that goes with so many different things. You know, how long you should be in in relationships, not necessarily romantic relationships, just relationships in general. Mm -hmm. You know, you are going to be your own best advocate, and you're going to be the person that knows when something is healthy for you and when it's not. Mm -hmm. And you have to listen to that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it's... uh... Like, I, I think one of the big things, too, is, like, you know, we have these friends and, like, because they, we've been friends with them for, you know, 5, 10, 15 years that we think we're, like, obligated to stay friends with them, even though the yes. continuous do us wrong. And it's like, Oof. at what point? What happens in 10, 15 years? She's right. just going to something here. <laughs> but, like, you know, at what point do you just say, I can't anymore? Or you have to change the, the you have to change the, the parameters of the relationship. Like, you can't continue to mm-hmm. operate somewhere because everyone's growing, right? Like, you can't assume right. that. Hey, maybe someone was the the crying, like the friend to be the shoulder to cry on 15 years ago, but now they're just a friend that gets you pissed off and you just can't. And you know what? I personally have had to do that with, um, with a few friends. And, I um, I was talking about, uh, I had a evening on Thursday where I hung out with three people, three different, I call it my Ebenezer Scrooge night. (laughs) I was visited by three spirits. (laughs) Yes. I I really was visited by three spirits. You know, and so we had a good time and I I, I don't have the ability, even people have done, it's hard for me to throw away people, but I have finally learned how to have a certain type of relationship with certain people and how you have to have it. That is something that's very, very hard, especially as black gay men. I don't, you know, I'm a person like, and it's most of my friends and 90% of my friends are black gay men. So it's really, really hard for me because I feel like that is such a hard group to, you know, you know what I mean, Ori? It's so hard to like. You want to hold on to those relationships. Yeah. You don't want to. But you have to learn with more opportunities. Yeah. Sometimes but they can be the most toxic because we all. Absolutely. Because we we are black gay men. We are all damaged. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's some more than others, but we're all damaged. And we're trying to see if somebody else can fix the damage that we have. But I've learned that to keep certain girls at certain arms length and certain girls to be here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm. So everybody cannot be the girlfriend you're close with. Right. Close with. Well, and that always, you know, you have to be open for change in the dynamics, you know, of your relationship. Like I think of one of my friends, um, James, who's been on the show. We've been friends for 20 plus years. And I mean, so close that, you know, we can talk about anything. You know, we pick up where we left off, ready conversation. You know, we have that close of a relationship. But, you know, that also means that, you know, sometimes you get irritated by them because you know them so well. They know you so well. We had a whole right. day in London where we just didn't talk. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. In our feelings. And, you know, that's what happens when you have that relationship for that long. And, you know, and then you realize you got to come together and you got to have it, discuss it out by big women and you get over it. Um, but, right. you know, you have to allow that people change, you change, your friends change, and that just because, you know, it's a, it's a, you're always renegotiating that friendship contract yeah. mm-hmm. in good, good friendships. You know, you're always reestablishing those relationships, those boundaries, those needs, those, you know, things that you have in common. 
um, you nurture them just like you would nurture them in a romantic relationship. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. Because um, I mean, a few of the people, uh, when the person that we had a very, very good conversation, um, I'm not going to call their names. You know who they are, Ori. You know, mm. she, you know, she's tears in heaven, like Eric Clapton, honey. Let's put it right there. Bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we just had a good conversation. This person is younger than me, and, and I was just like, "No, I'm just." <laughs> you know damn well who that is, too. <laughs> if you didn't know who it was, you now know who it is. You're right. <laughs> well, I'm just because what it is is this person did not understand the concept of coming off. Uh, because they wanted something from me that I could not give them and didn't understand how things could come off. So this person was just like, you're doing this to me, but could not accept what they might be doing to you. And with the conversation actually got really, really heated at one point where I was like, no, we're not going to talk about it. And I was like, no, we're going to talk about it. At the end of the conversation, we were actually very, very fine. It was a very good conversation. I said, look, this is what's going to happen. You know, and I'm not going to treat you. The one thing I've learned. Oh, I've learned this because mm. a few people, you cannot treat everybody like you're, they're your friends for 20 years. Of course not. Because I was treating all the people next to me like I've known them for 20 years, like in a good way. But it was backfiring on me. Like, I'm, oh, girl, you know, you know, she crazy. Girl, you know, the girl, you know, she trash. Girl, you know, she trash. You know, oh, you're messy. It's like, I don't mean you're messy. Like, well, you've saying this about me. You're coming out. You know, it was just like they were taking it to heart. I said, no, girl, I talk about all my sisters like that. Like, I consider you my sister. You'd be like, oh, Miss Carmen, you just, you just, you just a mean old nasty queen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That don't mean anything to me. I know you don't mean right. I'm nasty. Right. Or oh, I've called you nasty. Like, you know, you're just a nasty skinny bitch, honey. You know, in that sense. Mm-hmm. But those people were taking it like, how dare you read me? Mm-hmm. I just said, oh, okay. I don't know you like that. Right. We don't have right. that type of emotional well, connection. Okay. I, yeah, I, and there's I can't a do risk that. in communication. Yeah. You know, some of those younger girls <laughs> didn't grow up communicating in the way that we did. That's true. Right. That's true. And That's true. That's so true. It's like a language barrier. Right. Right. Yes. Um, and, you know, I get it. I get it. You have the right to be communicated with in a way that makes you feel most comfortable. But my problem is they don't even try the other, the other, the other well, way. That's the part that gets and me. And you can't enter into an yeah. already established, you know, that's like me going to Spain and wanting everybody to speak German. That's not how it Girl, works. Girl, you're not white. You're not going to do that. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Child, you're not going to do that. Yeah, that's not how it works. So I think it's, you know, you have to navigate what's best for you. And if that type of relationship isn't what that person is looking for, then they need to evaluate whether or not they want it. Let me just put it this way. In the in part of this conversation that we had, this is the part that actually struck me about how you said there's a generational difference in how people deal with things. This person actually said to me to say, hey, I just, every time I'm coming to hang out with y'all, I have to adjust and make sure that I'm presenting something, and I don't feel like I'm presenting myself. I feel like I'm just having to adjust to make sure everyone's comfortable. I'm like, did you ever stop to think that every other bitch is doing the same for you? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thought also, that. Like, I would like to know at what point somebody asked this person to do any of that. No one. Right. No one. And that's the thing. Like, this thing is everybody else is adjusting to make sure. That you're fine, but you think you're just, I said, you don't understand because I just speak from my own personal, personally, I know, you know, you know, when the girls, you've been around the girls, so when the girls go full tilt, 
it's right. <laughs> it's a treat. Every bitch is mm-hmm. reading and shaded. Girl, it's just a, it's just a fucking a, a carnage. <laughs> but every bitch well, leaves the house fine. Every bitch leaves the house in a good mood right. and, and say, kiss, kiss, goodbye, bitch. See you tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and let's talk about the fact that maybe you see these behaviors, and although they are behaviors that you do demonstrate, you don't necessarily like that you demonstrate that. Right. So oh. you demonize the behaviors and the group that brings them out of you. But they're part of you. So that's what you need to address. Right. No, I think that is a really valid point. I mean, it's like the part of yourself that you quote unquote hate, but it's like, but it comes out. It's like, so let's talk about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Dang. All right. All right. All right. Therapy. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, we have to talk about this as, um, as a black gay man. I don't think we speak about it enough about things like this and all of that. Right. I, I think that it's you know, it's perfectly healthy. Like you know, I was telling Micah, you know, I was I was someone yesterday, and they're like, "You look sad." I said, "Bitch, I am sad. Like I, I'm not. I, uh, I, I ain't come to dance for you today." I said, "Bitch, what what plate did you bring to the barbecue?" I said, "Bitch, we can both be sitting here. It's fine." I said, "Bitch, I I ain't come to entertain you, bitch." Ugh. Right. And also too, like, what's bad about being sad? Right. Like, it's just like, right. why do we always have to be on in like right. being pos- like being happy go lucky, like upbeat, like. It's okay to like have other emotions besides just being on all the time. Like right. you, can, you can be down, and like the fact that we can't even have those kind of conversations to say like, "Hey, this is a real emotion." Like, how about mm-hmm. as a friend, someone asks like, "Hey, what's going on?" I see you're sad. Like, so let's talk about it. Like, as right. opposed to being like demonizing you right. for being sad. Right. We have to create those spaces. We have to create those spaces for ourselves and for other people to feel the full range of emotions and not. You know, because you know when girls get all down in their feelings, other girls don't want to hang out with them anymore. They want to kind of, you know, right. avoid them and not mm-hmm. fight them to things. And we got to stop doing that, too. True. Although, know, we let me say this real quickly, girl. Because they're feeling things. Mm-hmm. In a feelings, girl. Micah. Uh-oh. Atlantic City. Picture it. <laughs> girl, she screamed at us, Miss Ori. <laughs> Girl, no. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Full blown Ori scream. Yeah. Down. It was beat. <laughs> I was like, ooh, bitch. But this is the part about it that was great. She literally legit screamed at us. Anybody else would have been like, whatever. We were just all like, clutch our person. Like, Girl, you all right, bitch? You need a cocktail? <laughs> no one took it personally. Right. What was she mad about? Well, because the girls weren't moving. That's the mother. Mother had had a. That's what mother had had a day. Mother was on the edge the whole weekend. We all knew it. Wouldn't act like mother wasn't on the edge, girl. Mother was a little on edge, you know. I, you know. Yeah, but what I liked edge. about it was she was actually letting herself be on edge. Mm-hmm. You know. Beat. You know. She just. You know. She just snapped. You know. Now that being said, now we did um, do something nasty. We did gamble till four thirty in the morning. Unfortunately. Right, so mother didn't have much sleep either. But it was, you know, some bitches were moving fast enough, and I just, I snapped. I was like, bitches, we got to go. We got to get back to New York, and y'all were just being a little slow. And I I, I snapped and screamed, and it was kind of nice to let out. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's nice to, like, not be restrained. Exactly. Sometimes, Sometimes a bitch just needs to be reminded, like, hey, like I, I, I will, I will. I, I'm not always a nice person, and it was nice to let go. And it's also, you know, it's it's nice to know that, you know, again, 
we we have a full range of emotions and like some we don't need to always sit in one place so it's just really good to have absolutely. that mm-hmm. absolutely great and y'all wasn't they wasn't doing what they were supposed to do so exactly so they just sort of be talked about mm-hmm. <laughs> well thank you so much for calling or you want to stay on the of air a little course. bit or it's so much fun now i'm gonna try to get back and be productive you know gotta get this stuff on there for next week so you know girl busy but all right check in because i didn't get to call in last week i'm so happy y'all in a new studio i can't wait to see it when i'm in um yeah 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 yeah. you're looking forward to see it too you're looking forward to seeing it too yeah 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 so well thank (laughs) well thank you for calling (laughs) thank you for calling ari all right y'all so um well we're gonna go to our next break so you know the first the first the first um part of the hour we're playing you know like these like women mother empowerment songs the next is like upbeat mom music as i call it so we got um i didn't mean to turn you on by sherelle cc penderson's keep on walking And typical male by Tina Turner. That's my song, bitch. It's beat. It's beat. I'm looking for little reaction. Oh, right. really? A little bit. All right. So, guys, so we're about to listen to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Enjoy the music.
to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Yes. Oopsie, bitch. There you go. <laughs> My bad. Hi. Welcome hey. back, y'all. We had a lot of like mental talk today, but... I mean, it's good. I it's, mean, that's what the show's supposed to be about in exactly. a way. In that it's, sense. it's good to get mental, you know, yeah. talk about issues that are, you know, that are in our minds. You know, this is a right. queer state of mind. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So it's good to talk about that. So um, we're going to go to, we're going to switch over to topics to something a little more lighthearted, light, lighty. But I hope you like the music. Um, For fun fact, C.C. Pendleton went to my church. You know, I know. Phoenix. Go see. Oh, well, yeah. When you're in Phoenix. Yeah. 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 Pilgrim rest. With, Pilgrim um, rest with um, Pastor Thomas. I know I was going to like send me a text in a moment, which will give me his name. But I know his name is Pastor Thomas. He passed away, I think, like a couple years ago. But he was lovely. Um, I love that church. I was a kid because, like, you know, back in Phoenix, like Phoenix was for the longest time. Phoenix was like three percent black. Something like that. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, like, and also up until I think it was like nineteen. Maybe like 1971, I want to say, blacks couldn't go north of certain streets. Huh. So, so there's an area called South Mountain. South Mountain is predominantly black because a South Side too. Right, right. But like that's because blacks couldn't move north of certain Interesting. streets. Interesting. So, I mean, we moved there later. Like my, my family didn't move there until like 1981, 82. Um, and by that point, blacks obviously were able to right, move right, 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 right. And I, I was born on the North Side, but you know, just fun. I was born at a Phoenix Baptist Hospital. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Micah. Mom. <laughs> Jesus. Mama. I don't talk about third person. Shit. I have been drinking sangria. Um, anyway, let's um talk let's let's not talk about Phoenix. Let's talk about drag race. Oh. Which I'm so sad. My drag grandmother got sent home. Your drag grandmother did get sent home. That is your drag grandmother. Right. For those that don't know, if you see my uh, YouTube video Happy Ending, um, my drag mother, Carrie Kerning, dressed me up and Carrie Kerning's mother is Nina West. Mm-hmm. So I was really sad about and that. Nina was like my direct cousin because I'm from the Garrison dynasty, but I was adapted into the West dynasty when I was in Columbus. 
So a lot of time I did stuff with Virginia West and Nina. I've done lot, many Nina shows. Wait, wait, wait. You're a, you're a garrison? As in I am Marie, a garrison. As in Maria Garrison? Yes, Maria. Yes, I'm a garrison. What? Oh, Maria. So Janet Garrison is my drag grandmother. Dominique LaRue is my drag mother. Maria Garrison is my drag grand aunt because Maria and Janet are both sisters. What? So I am a garrison. That's the first time I was in drag was from a garrison. What? But I perform 90% of my drag, 99% in the West family. So I'm more like adopted into the West family. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. Wow. But that was, that was, that was crazy. I, th- I thought, I just thought the whole thing was a missed opportunity in several yeah. different ways. A being um, the fact that um, she, I mean, Nina's not new as a makeup artist. She'd be the first one to tell you that she's Nina girl. I'm not going to like, you know, paint a girl right. in that sense. But she, and it was about sisters. Mm-hmm. The whole concept was sisters. Right. And I liked the costumes. It was costumes to can't be queen. And everybody had to be, has had a family resemblance. Right. It's the fact that I hope this was not missed on people. She had the flag, f- uh, the pride f- flag, and the trans flag. Mm-hmm. Sisters. sisters, literally sisters. Family, right, right. You are not forgotten. Yeah, fine. You didn't like the costume, just off the costumes. Fine, let's go off that. And then the bottom two, when the lip sync against Silky, that was messy. She was tripping over her drawers. I mean, the whole thing. That's was just, the thing. It was so messy. I mean, not not the, the lip sync was terrible because. No scrubs. They both. That's not that we house didn't go in like that, but Nina was a hundred percent better in the lip sync. Her look was better to me than Silky's, yeah. in the sense that she's representing something. Also, I just think it was a miss. The producers got it wrong. And funny enough, um, the producers um, after this, they didn't know how loved she was. Oh. So this is like when um, what's her name was sent home. Uh oh, what's what's a queen that was sent home that one time, and people lost their shit. Not Shangela, obviously. Not well, Shangela people lost shit because Shangela won, but pretty much people wasn't expecting people to love Nina like this. Hmm. Wait, do you have tea? Tea what? Like, do you have tea? Like, what? oh no 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 no. That's no. no, I said. Oh, I said. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> no, um, no, I don't have tea. I mean, just people in general produced the shoot the show a year before. Right. So I think that they were just like, oh, people are gonna love Silky because Silky has a big personality. But like, I, I can't stand Silky. No, that's the thing. Right. Because I think in the mind of people when they filmed it, mm-hmm. Silky was gonna be the one because she's a big personality. Personality right. pissed the people are gonna love her. Right. Actually, Silky has become more towards the villainous side right. than the likable side. Mm-hmm. And like, even and you literally killed the person that everyone really likes. Yes. Right. So that's the thing. And and the person, not only because they liked it, because she also deserved to, to be there. Right. But to be fair, there are people who have finished six on Drag Race who went on to do fine. Alyssa like Edwards. Edwards girl. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> I was a lovely, she said, I was a lovely fifth alternate, honey. Right. And she is probably one of the most biggest. Fa- one of the biggest. Of course, she has a Netflix special. She's one of the biggest right. queens I, out I, there I think, and all like, that. I think it's her and Shangela are probably the biggest. And they're yeah. both the same fucking dynasty. So, yeah. like. But they're also. Uh, uh, Shangela is more palatable to the mainstream as a drag queen. Alyssa Edwards is more the camp because Alyssa Edwards campy as fuck. She's right. terrific, but she's campy. So she's more represents the element of not taking things too seriously. Right. You know, and I think Nina for me, and Nina, no, I love her. Nina is everything. Nina is an actor, a performer. She's 
you have to watch her interviews. Just like you know, when I was performing, I did pageants because I wanted to challenge myself, and I did, and I left my mark in pageants. She left her mark in pageants. She won one of the biggest drag pageants, national drag pageants in the country. You know, she has mm-hmm. a gown that's legendary. So she's like, she's left her mark on a lot of things. I think that she's what she's one thing she said. She said I could have elevated my looks more to fit my persona mm-hmm. in this arena. She said, you know, and I agree there. Because that's the only thing you could clock on. You say, oh, well, her looks were blah, blah, blah. Except for that right. Lee Barry look. That was everything. Oh, that was everything. But I think that she should have been in the top four. I think for me, me too. it should have been the top four. should have been Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Nina, yep. Akira. Uh-huh. And then that fourth spot is just very, you know. Because right. Akira and uh, Brooklyn are both big pageant queens. But Akira represents a very old school pageantry. Right. Brooklyn represents more like a new school fashion pageantry. It's mm-hmm. very much two different things that need to be. Right. And that's why they can't cl- they couldn't clock a carry. They're like, well, we want to say you look very old school, but bitch, this shit is so fucking sickening. Like, wow, yeah, well, why would you? Why would you, why would you change anything right. about like she was thinking? And the fact that she was able to make Honey Davenport her look even better yep. than she normally looks, I'm like, Jesus. That's the Davenport's honey. So it was beat. It was just sad that that happened uh, that it sent Nina home because I think that Nina is exactly what the drag community needs right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually hurt people a little bit because they see somebody who's a drag queen, who's not a fishy queen, who's raising money for a gay and lesbian funds, who's trying to, who's doing all these things, right? That dare I say it, that drag race should be doing. Put it out there, girl. And they, I think it almost felt like a kick in the face in that sense. She didn't yeah. necessarily need to win, but she deserved to be in the top four. Exactly. And then, then, and then let her fight from there. But that's my opinion on no, that. No, I, I fully agree with you 100%. And, like, yeah, she's, I mean, she is, I mean, she's fighting for so many other things, too. I mean, she, yeah. I mean she's on protest in Ohio. And if know. you've never seen one of her shows, yeah, go I mean, to it. It's it's a whole epic production. I mean, yeah. it's like a Broadway level type production. It's so good. It's, it it's, it's, good. it's in costume changes, like light. I mean, it's a whole production. I've, I've, Nina was the first queen that when I did a show with, I signed a contract. Wow. Yeah, I was just like, she said, how much do you want to pick? Because you signed the contract. I said, girl, pay me this much. I did the show. And I always had a good time. I mean, we rehearsed like there was no tomorrow. Had the best time. I mean, I've had some of the best time doing these campy drag shows with these girls because it's... I hate to keep going on on her, but I'm going to keep going on her. She represents a type of drag that is dying, which is a performance drag. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about a dancing queen or a bucking queen. I'm talking about a performance drag where it's just like... A bitch that does all of this shit with her face and it's just yeah. so it's so ridiculous. The shit you pay money to see and you're just on right. the floor. Because right. you know you know it's a man in a dress right. pretending it's, to be so extra mm-hmm. as a woman. It's like I think it's like I think a good episode like like when they did the whole Christian church thing, that was it that was it, that was like epitome in, Nina West. In, down to the way she said Miss Vanjie, which most people will miss because how, if you want to say Miss Vanjie like a southern pastor preach a preacher you say Miss Van then say Angie Van Miss Van Angie you see oh, Miss Van you see like yeah 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 you know with a big hair yeah, yeah. now go on to Miss Van Angie <laughs> yeah you know you know it's it's so like extra it's so small but she's like girl that is genius and when she really goes oh is. that's filthy that you know so the whole thing was just like girl this is everything this, this is. is one hundred percent, like what I will watch and just be dying. Exactly. And let me say this right before, and then we're getting close. But I always say this: the best drag performance I've ever seen in my life. I took Corvetta. There was this queen in Columbus, Ohio. Her name was Mary Ann Brandt. Mm. She always used to do these big shows, and this was like ninety, ninety-seven or ninety-eight. 
And she did I Think I Love You by the Partridge Family. Oh, yes. So she had the keyboard and everything. She had the whole Partridge Family. Now, what did she do? She just stood in the back and played the tambourine as Shirley Partridge and had two encores. <laughs> Didn't sing one word. Just played the tambourine in the back while somebody else's lips. <laughs> Bitch, people were loose. Just the way she played tambourine, she was giving that. You know, just the way she was playing it. Like the way she, it was like so like. It was like I had never seen anything like it, and I was dead. I can see it now. I like who plays the tambourine in the back of a group number, and people just going one more time because the bitch did it. It's, uh, it's that essence. That's what I miss. That like, uh, that's that's beat. Um, okay, we have a few minutes left. Um, since Deron's not here, we can finally talk about Game of Thrones. But I know we never talk about it on the show. What do you think of the last episode? And who do you think is going to die next? Everybody. I feel like Everybody. Cersei showed Everybody. out. I feel like she should kill Missandei. And I feel like she knows that she she looked at her dearest, like uh, uh, Mr. Targaryen, like, yeah, girl, I did that. Yes, I fuck up your best friend. I know you're going to come back tomorrow. You're going to wreck shop. Right. I know that 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 this. Uh, you know, she turned around. She turned around. To, I told she turned around to the rest of the people. Like now. We're going to draw this back. Right. But nevertheless. <laughs> I had a good old time. I had a good old time getting her together. Right. So I think that it's going to be insane. I don't know what episode five is going to be. So hopefully right. I'm a, I'm awake <laughs> to, right. to watch. <laughs> wake up before you put on your makeup. Right. Yes. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Miss, uh, Miss Targaryen, Miss Daenerys. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if she passed. It wouldn't surprise me if anybody passed. This is Mother's Day. It wouldn't surprise me if Cersei died. It wouldn't surprise me if anyone dies at right. this point. Right. I fell south for Brienne, girl, that one. Or somebody was like, oh, somebody was like, in the niggas and shit, uh, they got Brienne out here in the house, cold in this cold, yes. crying in the street. Yes. That's, that's the dick <laughs> that's would do that to you. <laughs> for a man, a man who only has one hand. Well, a man who had one hand. Like, even girl, the strongest fish in the world, even immune to it, you know. Right. That's the sad part. Right. You know? Oh, my God. Well, anyway, we have two more episodes left of Game of Thrones. So tune in. We'll talk about it next week, even if Deron doesn't watch. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. Have a great Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. And um, we will talk to you soon, everybody. We'll see you next week for another episode. We'll have ideally the full cast here. We'll see what happens. No, we'll all be here. No, we'll all be here. Okay, good. Well, anyway, have a great weekend. And we will talk to you soon. You're listening to Career State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Have a fabulous fabulous weekend if you're sunny get out in the sun because it's gonna be nice if it's not well you know what to do take care everybody